The life of the Apostle Paul serves as a wonderful example for us as Christians. Here was the chief among sinners who nevertheless became an apostle of God. In this edition of Sound Teaching, we're going to examine his life. With this edition of Sound Teaching, we want to change our approach just a little bit. Up to this point in time, we have been utilizing scripts. We've had a backlog of scripts that we could, we could use in order to prepare the material for the Sound Teaching netcasts. But we've run out of our, uh, of our backlog. And so what we're going to do in order to save a bit of time is instead go about it about the same way you would a sermon outline. And as such, there may be a few more uhs or or pauses that are found in the material, but we, we trust since, first of all, netcasts are often unscripted, and hopefully we have a, enough ability to keep it interesting despite the lack of a script. We trust the material we'll present for you will be nevertheless beneficial to you. Uh, today's netcast, I would like to talk about the Apostle Paul. Paul's a wonderful example of the power of God's Word. Here was a man who was present at the stoning of Stephen, We're told in Acts the seventh chapter that when they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at Stephen with one accord, that they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. A little bit later in Acts the eighth chapter, we are told that Saul consented to Stephen's death. But notice also, we're told that at that time a great persecution arose against the church which was at Jerusalem, And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except for the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. But as for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. I suppose that it could be said no man in the history of the church could be considered more of an enemy of our Lord than was Saul of Tarsus who later became the Apostle Paul. There was a tremendous change that was wrought in his life. And as we look at the different stages of the life of Paul, there are a number of lessons that we can learn from them. First of all, his past, where he admits himself that he was chief among sinners. I want you to read uh, 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12 and following with me. Beginning in verse 12, we are told the Apostle Paul wrote, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly and in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. However, for this reason, I obtained mercy, that in me first, Jesus Christ might show all longsuffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. You'll notice that the apostle says in verse 16, it happened to him first so that he might serve as an example to all who would believe on him. That indicates that no matter what type of life we may have lived in the past, everyone has an opportunity for salvation. No man could be worse than what Paul was at one time in his life, but the promise is to all men that salvation is available. Remember Mark 16, 16, He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. It is required, of course, that you repent. Paul obtained mercy in his life because what he did, he did in ignorance, but when he had to repent and change his life and serve his God, that was required of him, he did it. And, of course, we must do the same. 
But then that leads us to what we might refer to as Paul's present. What we mean by that is the life that he lived after becoming a child of God, after becoming an apostle or ambassador of Christ. And of course, you see a great change that was wrought in his life. You'll remember in his account of of his conversion in Acts the 22nd chapter in verse 16, that Ananias, a preacher of the gospel, was sent to him and said, Why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Now, of course, that's something that, that Saul did, and because of that, he became a new creature in Christ. In 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, we are told that if anyone is in Christ. He is a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things are become new. This is for all men, not just Saul of Tarsus. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things become new. And of course, we're told in Romans 6 that this takes place at baptism. Do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. That's verses 3 and 4 of Romans 6. Now that new creation brings with it new responsibilities and activities, and the Apostle Paul, of course, took that to heart. You'll remember in Romans, the first chapter, he called himself a debtor to the Greeks and the barbarians, the wise and the unwise. And he said, so as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel. Of course, we have to have that same feeling of responsibility because of what God has granted to us as Christians. We should be preaching and teaching those who are lost, assembling and studying, worshiping God with the saints, exhorting and admonishing. That's our responsibility as we are his children. You will also make note of Paul's future that one day he will be like Jesus. That's the promise of 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2. Beloved, now we are children of God. It has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he's revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Well, the Apostle Paul, he knew that he had the hope because of the life that he lived for God, because of the grace that God had extended, that hope of eternal life. You'll remember what he said at the end of his life in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. But notice this, because it's key. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. But as we said, that was Paul's future. And that is our future, if we indeed serve him acceptably. But in the meantime, what attitude should we have? Well, The Apostle Paul's attitude at the present was, I will press toward the mark. Paul was not one to rest on his laurels. You'll notice in Philippians 3, verses 13 and 14, he said, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul understood that God expects faithfulness of his children. Each day we should take his example and forget what we have done before and ever strive upward to heavenly things. Our hearts, our minds, our focus should ever be toward heavenly things, the things of God. Remember this, the key to eternity is faithfulness unto death. Revelation 2.10, do not fear any of those things which are about to suffer Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. 
Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Thanks for listening to this edition of Sound Teaching. The Sound Teaching broadcast is brought to you by the West Side Church of Christ in Fort Worth, Texas. My name is Stan Cox, and I am the evangelist for this family of Christians. For more information about our congregation, or to find much more material for your private study, please visit our website at soundteaching.org. That's soundteaching.org. Until next time, we pray God's blessings upon you.